Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental well-being topics. Today, it's our pleasure to be speaking with Meg Craner from the Community Services Board. Meg, welcome to our podcast. Can you share a little bit about yourself? Of course. Good morning, Irene, and good morning to all the listeners. My name is Meg Craner. I am the System of Care Program Coordinator for Cobb County Community Services Board. Um, you may hear us use Cobb CSB or CCSB or just CSB throughout the podcast. Um, that refers to our whole entity. And you and your family are relatively recent um, transplants to Cobb County, right? Yes. Yeah, we came right in the beginning of the pandemic, March 2020. Seemed like a great time to move out of state, um, but we moved from uh northern Ohio, Michigan border area uh, down here to Atlanta, and we have loved every minute of it, so it's been great. Well, hopefully you at least enjoyed a beautiful spring um, yes. in 2020, if, yes. if nothing else. Wow. Um, well, hats off to you for sticking with it um, during these crazy times. Yeah. So Meg, you mentioned, and thank you for all the uh, the acronyms and initials that the mm-hmm. Cobb County Community Services Board is known by. So we'll um, refer to it by one or all of those yes. um, during our time together. But Um, I'm privileged to know, but let's let all of our listeners in on the fact that the Cobb CSB has a lot. Before we get to your specific area, can you just sort of paint a picture of the overall agency? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Cobb CSB, we service everywhere from youth to young adults to um, all the way into elderly and families. So we work with just about everybody at every stage in life, no matter what your challenge is. We have youth services as well as adult services. We focus on um, mental health, case management, substance use challenges, and we have separate programs as well for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, So we are a big entity. Uh, We're kind of all over the county. And we, for our youth side of things, which is primarily where I work um, in, is we have a program called APEX, which is an in-school therapy program. We service 11 schools throughout Cobb County. We also have our traditional outpatient services, which consist of therapy, case management, diagnostic assessments. And one of the cool things that I love about our outpatient services is that for youth, uh, 13 and up, so all the way into our adults as well, we have nursing, pharmacy, and psychiatry Uh, services all within the same building of where you receive your mental health service. So if you need medication assistance or um, need anything medical related or psychiatry, we don't have to refer you out to a different partner. You don't have a long wait. You can absolutely get that right in the same building with where your therapist or clinician is, which is awesome. And then we also on the back on the youth side of things, have an after-school program for youth that focuses on uh, substance use challenges. We call that our team program. So together, everyone achieves more. We have an inpatient residential unit for youth, again, who are struggling with substance use challenges. It's a six-month live-in program called the Hartman Center. 
And we also have our new and revised Bright Changes Clubhouse. So our Bright Changes Clubhouse had gone a little bit dormant during COVID. And we have just now partnered with the Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta to revive that program. It is for ages nine through 17. It is an after-school program that focuses on mental health within youth and the struggles that they face, such as peer pressure and bullying and social connections. And um, so we're excited to see that back on our roster of services. Oh, uh, yes, I am thrilled. And I hope I would, most of these are in-person or is everything back to in-person now? Yes, so we have in-person and virtual services. So all of our um, programs, so all of our therapeutic services, such as your case management, individual therapy can all be in-person or telehealth. And our uh, after-school programs are all in-person again. Well, good. I mean, it is so important that we all remain healthy and listen to the science, but we have seen the importance of um, human connection. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all learned that we really are wired to uh, connect with other persons in, in person. Um, yes. Months. I mean, it's, it's great that we can do things like this virtually and, and use virtual platforms to remain connected, but there is definitely something to be said about the the human interaction and seeing a face and mm -hmm. um, that active listening and all of that. So, wow, that is comprehensive. That's a lot of plates spinning in the air. So hats off to you and the entire CSB team for all that you do. Um, so Meg, can we drill down a little bit into what you do as the system of care program coordinator? What, what does that mean? And, um, you know, what, what does a typical um, day in the life of Meg look like? Absolutely. So System of Care is a newer program to um, Cobb County Community Services Board, but it is a statewide program that is implemented in a variety of counties all over Georgia. Um, and System of Care is not a therapeutic or a therapy program. What we do is we partner with therapeutic programming as the many that I just mentioned, um, and I work alongside of those clinicians and those individuals who are receiving services to help eliminate barriers in their life that may impact their mental health. Um, and so things how this may look is I work primarily with youth ages nine through 26. So that's a huge group, but um, I work with them to overcome any type of challenges in their home environment, in their social environment, academic environment, anything that may uh, be a barrier or a stressor to their mental health. So some ways that I do this could be helping youth obtain school supplies or um, giving them the opportunity to go on field trips if they aren't financially able to do that, getting connections to haircuts and hygiene products, coordinating for transportation to and from appointments if they're old enough to use services like a cab or Uber or Lyft or even public transportation, I can help them with that. And I also can uh, help them find enrichment programs such as after-school programming, co-ed sport teams, art groups, and anything that can assist them in that way to improve the quality of life for them. And um, another big element, like I had mentioned, that, that 9 through 26 is a big group, but a big element of the program is to work alongside the youth and the family 
as this individual transitions into adulthood, because we know right at 18, there's a lot of changes that happen. And so system of care is a way to help prepare the youth and prepare the parents for that big change and to continue working with them as they go through their early 20s and as they navigate these big steps of adulthood. Um, so this could be things like obtaining copies of your social security and birth certificate if you don't have that or a driver's license. It could be helping uh, getting assistance appliance for jobs, applying for colleges, trade schools, or enrolling them in a supportive employment program. Wow, that is a lot. Um, and the age span, while it is broad, it does make sense because we all know that the um, brain doesn't really fully develop until about the age of 25. So you're shepherding the, the youth and um, their family, his or her family, um, pretty much right up until that point, right? So when you think about it in that context, it makes more sense, I think. Absolutely, yes. And, and I'm glad that you... Um or, you know, you and I recognize that the family is also going through a lot of changes in that process too. And so system of care wants to cater to the family's needs of the, um, maybe there's parental education or learning that may need to happen of um, how can we kind of test the waters with giving the youth some freedom and maintaining boundaries. And so system of care can be a safe place for the family to brainstorm those ideas and, and talk about that process. Wonderful resource. Um, so Meg, can you, I mean, the last just been um, really, we're all running out of adjectives to describe it, right? Um, yes. And so I don't know if this, if your answer to this question will be different based upon the last 20 months, but what are the primary things that you see in the youth that you serve? Um, are there some common themes and do you connect them to the pandemic or not so much? Yeah, I think we've all seen um, youth and teens and young adults. We're all, uh, or everybody is recovering mentally, emotionally, socially from COVID. Um, and for a lot of these youth, they have kind of had a huge chunk of their development taken from them, social development. So maybe they've missed out on things like prom or graduation, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe they've had to go to a new school because the family had to relocate. Um, they may have lost family members to COVID. And so of course, that's a, a big thing that we focus on with our clients is just learning about the ways that COVID has impacted them and how can we be there to support them as they begin to explore our new normal and begin to re-enter into um, maybe an in-person school or a different school or a hybrid schedule. Um, because we know all of those big changes academically have had some impacts on individuals, not only just in their academic learning, but all of those things greatly impact mental health. Um, and we also, another big theme that I see a lot with youth is just relying on um, so much of this emerging data that we're seeing where social media is skyrocketing rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide among teens. And that's something that we um, talk a lot about with our youth, <clears throat> excuse me, is ways to cope with that stress and to help them navigate safe boundaries within social media and within just peer-to-peer -peer interactions as well. Of course, 
bullying in person and online is so prevalent still. And so really, um, it's such a, a large scope of, of um, topics, I guess, but we're here just to help them start developing lifelong skills, developing coping skills, and navigate plans for the future. It's um, interesting that you, well, not interesting. I mean, it's not a surprise, to be honest, that you mentioned that. I was um, on the news this morning, heard a report um, about um, recent uh, research that was done um, linking um, teenage girls' body image directly to what they see on Instagram and how that can have a, a negative impact. And as if being a teenager and discovering who you are and your place in the world were not difficult enough, yeah. then you have all of this and media can be used for good. And boy, we really do need it to be used mm -hmm. for good, don't we? So, yes. um, so can a youth um, refer him or herself to you for treatment or do they need a guardian to um, open those doors process someone get connected? to Cobb, Cobb County CSB? Yeah, a bit of a yes and no question. So um, <laughs> yes, we do have on our website a big button uh, that says program referral and anybody can use that. It's a quick form that takes less than a minute to fill out that just collects some information about you to help guide you to what program may be best suited for you. Um, and so a youth can use that to refer themselves. An adult can use that. We can also receive referrals from um, court systems or from other providers, maybe another doctor or a teacher um, can refer someone. However, for youth, of course, we do need some form of guardian consent. So that may be their um, biological legal guardian who is able to provide consent with them and help them with the paperwork and insurance things. Um, or if they are involved in the court system, if they currently are not placed with their biological or legal family, we can also receive consent from uh, probation officers, judges and things to help them with their services. And of course, for our adult population, um, you can always independently refer yourself and begin services as you see fit. So we just highly encourage you to uh, explore our website, which I'll share with you in a little bit and check out our program, see what may be the best fit for you. However, if anybody's ever interested in just general information, resource connection, um, like I said, system of care is not a therapy. And so system of care can be accessed by anybody and they can always reach out to my uh, number or my email and we can talk about some options. Okay, well, thank yeah. you. Well, um, well, let's not leave the audience hanging, Meg. <laughs> if you don't mind sharing yeah. um, your contact, if people wanted to reach you, we may have some listeners who represent organizations, um, partners of the Cobb Collaborative, and they mm -hmm. think that they could walk alongside you or be a part of the system of care. So mm -hmm. how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, you can get in touch with me Personally, use, using my number uh, 678-343-7903 or my email, which is mkraner at cobcsb.com. So mkraner at cobcsb.com. Or you can always use our website, which is www.cobcsb.com. 
And you can use our phone number, which is gonna be listed there of our access line, and they can help you navigate to a particular person that you're seeking or a particular program that you're interested in. And they can be a resource for you to kind of navigate all of the umbrella of CONCSB. A resource that perhaps is never been more necessary than right now today, yeah. but um, we are for the long to our community that the Cobb County Community Services Board has provided. Um, and most importantly, we are grateful to you and the entire for um, taking care of our residents um, in Cobb County over the last 20 months. And unfortunately, I, I think we still have quite a ways to go in terms mm -hmm. of um, mental health. And I mean, as you and I and our listeners know, mental health was an issue before the pandemic and um, the issues that have arisen for all the reasons that you mentioned um, have, have just um, heightened the, the need. So as, as I know you say too, there is no health without mental health. Yeah, there are, um, but the good news is that there are resources right here in our community that can help uh, support families and, and our youth to get them in yes. a good place. Well, Meg, it has been a pleasure to talk with you today. Once again, thank you for all that you do. And thank you so much for being a guest on Mind Your Mind Speaks. Listeners, you can find us on our YouTube channel as well as Podbean for uh, listening to us. And we invite you to also go to the Cobb Collaborative website, which is www.cobcollaborative.org for more information about our Mind Your Mind mental health awareness campaign and other resources. Thank you. Thank you, Meg. And thank, thank you, you, listeners. Thank you.